uh, hello, greetings from Estonia. Uh, I'm Pirkolis and, and as I'm this time, I also work as an employment law counsel, but, uh, but in our, our Tallinn office. Uh, and uh, I will kick off this webinar with, uh, with some insight into how um, um, legal regulation and, and remedies uh, work um, in Estonia regarding mobbing-free work environment. So uh, let's start with, with a, a short look at what the legal framework is. Uh, we can start with the first slide. Thank you. So, um, um, as Andis mentioned, there is no uh, like legal definition for uh, for mobbing. It's uh, it doesn't exist uh, on on the EU legislation legislative level. Neither does it exist actually on on local levels. So, uh, what? Uh, from where then we can find uh, what is mobbing and and uh, what the employers have to do or what the employees can do and what remedies they have, then uh, we have to look at uh, various laws uh, that gives us uh, actually bits and pieces. Uh, and when we put these together, we, we get the legislative background and, and framework of, um, um, of the obligations related to ensuring a mobbing free work environment. Uh, the first and foremost uh, legal act um, uh, that uh, regulates uh, mobbing is Occupational Health and Safety Act. Uh, it's largely due to the fact that uh, mobbing is, is recognized uh, under this law as uh, a psychosocial risk factor present at, uh, at the workplace. So, um, as we all know that mobbing can have like long-lasting uh, effects on, on people's uh, health and lives and, and mental well-being, so this is uh, this is something uh, that may cause uh, long-term work-related uh, stress. So uh, employers need to uh, take this into account um, among all the other risk factors present in in the workplace. So Occupational Health and Safety Act gives like this general framework uh, what the employer has to do when ensuring a safe uh, workplace. Uh, Employment Contracts Act um, also. Mm, uh, obliges the, the employer to, to ensure a safe workplace and uh, um, not discriminate. Um, the uh, employers are obliged to respect employees' privacy and, and monitor the performance of, uh, of duties in a way that um, is not in violation with, with the fundamental rights of the employees. So this also gives uh, some sort of general obligations for, for employers. Uh, how to uh, create a, a safe uh, working place. And uh, mobbing, of course, may also take um, uh, the form of um, uh, discriminating um, activities. So we have a Gender Equality Act and Equal Treatment Act that uh, prohibit uh, discrimination respectively based on gender or, or based on, on such uh, characteristics as nationality, race, color, religion, uh, age and, and, and so on. Uh, so, uh, this is basically the, the legal framework um, uh, that um, we can use when, uh, when we talk about um, um, employers' obligation with, uh, with re regard to uh, ensure a mobbing-free work environment. So, let's move on to, to the next slide and, uh, and have a brief look at, at what these uh, employers' obligations entail. Uh, so, uh, ensuring um, a safe and, and healthy workplace uh, means uh, going through all these usual 
um, processes that the employer has to, to go through when uh, ensuring that the workplace is um, a good place to work, basically. Um, I'm sure you all know that uh, there is the obligation to do a risk assessment, uh, prepare an action plan based on the risks identified, um, take some measures how to uh, mitigate the risks and so on. And, and quite often during the risk assessment period, these um, uh, psychosocial uh, risk factors are forgotten about or taken rather lightly. Uh, but um, I want to stress that it's very important that, uh, that these issues are, are taken into account uh, because uh, when it happens that uh, there is a mobbing case in your, in your workplace, then um, it's very important that you have had um, a risk assessment uh, of, of something like this uh, happening. Uh, you have uh, um, put a strategy in place how to uh, react when something like this happens and how you actually prevent. So on this slide, as, as you can see, we, we, are, we are talking about preventive measures and, and most of the measures that the law sets forth are preventive measures. So um, this uh, risk assessment and action plan based on it will, will give you uh, basically tools on, on how to, to prevent mobbing um, uh, happening in, in your workplace in, in the first place. Uh, it has been also found that um, if the employers have good codes of conduct in, in place and have trained their employees on, on mobbing related issues, then um, it's, it's also it, uh, the, the mobbing doesn't happen so, so often and, and so on. And, and it's also important that once you have everything like that in place, the risk assessment action plan and so on, you carry out systematic internal audits of, of whether your, your system actually works. Um, of course, um, uh, you need to ensure that the workplace is free from discrimination, that there is no sexual harassment or gender-based harassment in, in the work environment, and, um, and then that it doesn't also happen on, on these other uh, characteristics like age, nationality, race, and, and so on. And uh, when you envisage um, kind of measures how to monitor um, uh, whether your employees are, are performing their duties or not, then all these measures have to be um, uh, structured in a way that they are not uh, interfering with, with employees' dignity or, or private life, or they, they cannot be too uh, evasive. Uh, so, um, uh, for example, you, you have to follow the, the principles set out in the GDPR that uh, you cannot uh, kind of uh, collect excessive data or request the employees to, to provide excessive data about their private life or uh, and even use that data not for the purpose but uh, but for some uh, i don't know <laughs> some um, making judgments or or whatever that that could create a discriminative or or hostile workplace and uh, uh, you cannot like uh, monitor performance in, in a way that uh, um, you put like constant control over employees or you do it in a, in a manner that um, the, the employees always feel like uh, they, they are monitored and that cannot feel free, for example. So um, all these are kind of preventive measures that um, help uh, employers to create um, a nice <laughs> workplace and, and keep it like that. But let's have a look at the next slide. Uh, here we have some reactive measures when, when already something has happened. So Agneta and Tatiana will, will look at the recommendations how to 
um, how to act in, in a more detailed way, but, uh, but these are the, the items that in Estonian court practice and, and legal practice have um, uh, proved to be like useful. It's uh, always uh, the primary thing is that, uh, that don't kind of ignore any complaints regarding mobbing, start immediately investigating and uh, the best way would be to engage like outside consultants who are impartial and neutral and uh, and always remember that there are two sides so you have to talk to both sides and uh, and uh, you have to collect evidence there is a sh shared burden of proof so you have to be ready to um, to prove also that you have done everything to prevent mobbing from happening um, there might be a need to reorganize work and, and uh, take also disciplinary measures towards those who have been engaged in mobbing. So, but when you do so, be mindful that uh, you need to have like uh, good evidence and, and grounds to, to take these disciplinary measures. So you really have to investigate and see that you are not like um, firing somebody over false accusations, for example. And uh, it's important to, to reassess all the uh, risk factors uh, present in the workplace related to this um, mobbing and, uh, and maybe retrain employees and, uh, and arrange also for some psychological help. Mm. So uh, on the next slide, um, we can have um, a look also that uh, the employees also have to, to cooperate and, uh, and uh, it's not only the employer who has the obligation. So employees basically um, need to refrain from such acts that um, influence other employees and prevent them from uh, performing their duties. And also under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, there, uh, there are obligations on, on employees that they have to cooperate in, um, in creating a safe environment. So it's not only the, the employer who has these obligations. So, um, and of course, if the employees do not uh, follow these uh, obligations, these, these are copied here from, from the law, uh, then uh, they may be held liable for breach of their duties. And um, on the next slide, uh, we will see uh, what are the basically the, the uh, consequences when uh, when something like like that happens. So if um, employee uh, feels that uh, they have been um, subject to, to mobbing in, in workplace and uh, they have uh, complained about it to the employer, but employer hasn't taken any measures, then they may terminate their employment contract, um, accuse the employer uh, of being in breach with, with employer's duties to ensure a safe workplace. And, uh, and in such case, the, the employer has to pay a severance in the amount of the employee's uh, three months average salary. And basically to get rid of this, or, or if the employer is, is quite sure that uh, uh, they haven't done anything wrong, then uh, um, the employer has to challenge the termination in court. And this is uh, how most of, of these mobbing cases actually reach the court. And uh, mm, possible claims that the employees can have, uh, in addition, uh, they, they can also uh, um, request that uh, the um, damaging behavior is, is stopped and, and uh, they can also request um, damages. They can turn to employment disputes committee or, or civil court. And um, 
Mm, employees can also, but also employers, but they do it um, less often. Uh, employees can also turn to the commissioner for equal opportunities. Uh, they can get counselling, but also receive a legal opinion on the situation and recommendations how to solve it. But um, the uh, commissioner doesn't have any uh, official investigation powers or, or they cannot like impose penalties or damages. So this uh, opinion they give can be used in, in a dispute um, as, a, as a good argument. It, it's not like uh, considered as evidence that, that mobbing has happened. The court would, uh, would decide on that, but uh, it gives like a, a supportive argument for, for the employee. Um, the employment inspectorate basically can also supervise whether whether the uh, companies have in place this risk assessment that would also include these um, psychosocial risk factors and, and so on. But um, as far as I understand uh, from publicly available information, um, there haven't been any, any cases where employment inspectorate has actually sanctioned anybody for, for failing to, to include these in their risk assessment. So um, on the next slide, um, uh, I have added some um, links to, to additional reading. Um, most of these are uh, in Estonian and, and published by, by Estonian authorities, but there is also in uh, the European uh, level and an e-guide on managing stress and psychosocial risks that is available in English and, and somehow also in Lithuanian. <laughs> so uh, if you are interested um, and have questions or, or want to know more about uh, what to do um, when mobbing happens or how to prevent mobbing or, or how to assess the risks, then uh, you can have a, a look and, and read uh, further. Uh, when accessing these, these links. So I, I think it's it's all from my side. I understand it's 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 we have rather brief time. The topic is, is very interesting and we could all talk like <laughs> hours about it, but um, uh, send us our, our questions and in the end we, we try to, to answer. Thank you. So um, let's proceed now to, to look at, um, at some of the mobbing cases in Estonia very quickly. If we can have the, the first slide. Uh, well, uh, there are some cases, uh, of course, that reach uh, Employment Disputes Committee and that reach courts, uh, but um, uh, unfortunately these are not like very numerous. Uh, mostly this could be due to the fact that uh, um, not uh, all employees are knowledgeable of, of their rights or, or they don't even recognize what mobbing is and the same goes for employers. Uh, there was like um, a survey a few years ago that uh, established that uh, maybe only 4% of employers are aware of, of mobbing related issues. And, um, and uh, but still 10% of employees feel constantly mobbed at their workplace and, and this is based on a, also uh, on a very recent survey and, and actually the survey stated that it was the same uh, result uh, 10 years ago. So <laughs> there hasn't been any, any real improvements, but, uh, but hopefully more of these cases uh, reach the court. Um, in Estonia, the uh, employment disputes committees and courts have, have had uh, cases uh, both establishing mobbing and not establishing mobbing. Um, I will not go into, into very much details of all, all the cases, but, uh, uh, but maybe some more 
kind of um, important ones that uh, uh, certain uh, unpopular decisions by the employer are not uh, regarded as mobbing. For example, if an um, employer asks to provide an explanatory letter about something that the employee has done, um, it is not uh, the uh, entitlement of the employee to, to always receive praise, recognition or acknowledgement from the employer. The employer decides whether, whether or not to praise the employee or reward the employee. Uh, uh, rejecting employees' proposals is not regarded as mobbing. Uh, such emotionally heated conversations that have been actually provoked by employee himself or herself are not um, usually mobbing if they are not uh, kind of repeated. Uh, and all these inconvenient decisions where employees not always, for example, uh, going to get vacation at a suitable time or, or uh, can request suitable working hours and, and, and so on. And uh, for example, uh, in Q&A, we have had several questions whether, whether termination can be considered uh, mobbing. Uh, we had a case where employee was uh, prohibited to eat and exercise in an open plan office and, uh, and she felt that it was mobbing uh, because it was her <laughs> right to do it and so the termination was was mobbing but uh, but actually it was found that um, uh, maybe the behavior of the employee was was not uh, <laughs> correct in, in in this instance uh, and uh, she was like um, uh, do, doing this in a, in a very suitable place so on the next slide we will see what what our courts and employment disputes committees have regarded as as mobbing Mm. Uh, the most important Italian district court has uh, has uh, kind of um, uh, defined what what mobbing is, and uh, and it's it's very similar to to how um, uh, it's uh, been uh, dealt uh, with in in uh, in the courts in other Baltic countries. Um, and then, for example, mobbing of others was found to be like a constant uh, chattering in, in the office and, and uh, always interfering with the work of others. Um, there was uh, a waitress uh, fired after she complained that uh, she didn't like the <laughs> chefs flirting and, and, uh, and, uh, and the employer's explanation was that it's easier to, to find a new waitress than a chef. Um, there was some public comments by a supervisor about um, uh, eating habits of an overweight sales representatives and a lot of cases are, are related to where, where mobbing is, is determined is are, are related to how mid-level managers monitor employees uh, uh, kind of rest and toilet breaks that they stalk behind the toilet door, uh, deduct toilet visits from working hours and, and um, perform constant video surveillance of everything uh, people do uh, during their uh, rest breaks. Um, then repeated remarks regarding employees' private life have found to be mobbing and um, and constant remarks that other people uh, do not wish to work with 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 a particular employee and um, and in one case it was uh, during the trial period that um, the uh, new colleagues were, were or the colleagues were so unhappy about the, a new colleague joining that they constantly made derogatory remarks and spread rumors uh, joked at the expense of of uh, of the new uh, worker and um, and basically it was like text textbook um, uh, mobbing case so um, these are some examples that uh, uh, have reached the, the court for employment disputes committee and and according to statistics employment disputes committee basically 
gets 10 to 15 phone calls a day about mobbing on their helpline and uh, there are like 20 cases per year perhaps that involve mobbing but uh, but mostly these cases are settled by agreement and this I see happening in, in my personal practice as well that uh, some reach uh, employment disputes committee but but usually these are, are settled uh, by agreement uh, which is uh, good for for the employer but uh, perhaps not so good for developing really the, the practice legal practice around uh, mobbing so that's the situation with cases in Estonia